On today's show, should DIY musicians ever sign to a record label? We investigate the pros and the cons. This is 30 Minute Music Marketing. 30 Minute Music Marketing. For musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Hello, I'm Greg. Hello, I'm Sheldon, and this is 30 Minute Music Marketing, the show for independent artists and DIY musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Uh, we normally bring you hints, tips, real-life experiences of, uh, of marketing for independent artists, DIY musicians, Greg, but today, in this episode, it's a first. We're going to deviate and not really talk about marketing per se. Okay. Is that so, going to shock you? Is that, is that going to shock you, Greg? We're, we're, we're basically throwing our raison d'etre into the bin. But a bit like our weekly thirty-minute music marketing, that's kind of been thrown. But that's probably more my fault than I'm, yours. Oh, sorry, I'm just getting the the, the pointing right. Yeah, but you know, we'll endeavour to bring you episodes as quickly as we can. So, so come on, know, then. What? Are, why are we deviating? What right, is... Well, over the past couple of months, we've seen um, you know many spats from the bigger artists in the world of recorded music. Your Kanye Wests, your Taylor Swifts trying to remove themselves from current or indeed sort of past recording contracts. And I'm just sort of thinking and positing upon the idea of, you know, we normally extol the benefits of being a DOI musician, but let's just, you know, imagine a scenario. What would happen if uh, you looked uh, in your inbox on whatever social platform it is, and you got sent a message from somebody working for a record label, and they said, hey, Greg, I'd like your music. Um, how about signing to us, and we will release it? And so you know, I thought, well, maybe let's discuss maybe some of the pros and cons, and maybe people can, after hearing those, maybe decide whether it might ever be suitable for themselves. The, the, the one thing I will say in terms of um, maybe a caveat right at the beginning, we're, we're using the, the term record label as a, you know, a very overarching thing. I mean, obviously, if you think about record labels, there are your massive, your three big, you know, multinational record yeah. labels, your Sony's, your Universal, and your Warner Brothers, and all their various imprints. You've probably got, you know, in smaller independent labels. Those labels in themselves may have rosters of, you know, many members of staff, and each one of them could be doing, you know, one could be on the lookout for talent. There could be people in marketing, finance, all those sorts of things. And if you wanted to get it down even smaller, you could probably go down to something along the lines of a, a micro label. And that may just be one single person um, who runs a label from the back room of their house. And it may well be that maybe, they've, maybe they're just a uh, an ardent music fan. Maybe they've held a position in a record label themselves at some point previously. And, you know, they're just a fan of music and they can use their knowledge and skills either of the music industry or of a music scene to, to, you know, to help release music that they like into the world. So, you know, we're using the, the term label as a very big catch-all. Labels could be large, labels can be small, but would you ever, should you ever allow someone else to release your music? Should, <laughs> we, just, should we first maybe potentially discuss and chat about the benefits um, yes, we can. I mean, there was something that I think we discussed a, a few weeks back because it was 
talking about, and I know we mentioned his name before, Bill Drummond. And oh, yes. His, him setting up his label. What's it called? Can you remember? Um, well, he released, a member of the KLF, the KLF label was KLF Communications. But didn't they do stuff before? Because they were talking about it was a way to get records that would have otherwise never been heard. Oh, uh, that was the Zoo label. Right. Okay, that's it. I couldn't remember. So yes. I think back then, um, I think that was, uh, I really liked that idea, that DIY mentality, which I suppose is a precursor to what a lot of people could do today. But to answer your question, would you ever sign to a major? I mean, I think there's still a certain kudos to it. Oh yeah, that, in fact, that's that's one of the better. All oh, right, so that's one of the uh, the benefits <laughs> I don't have written on my uh, on my list. So there is a kudos, <laughs> yes, I suppose, and I suppose the larger the label, the larger the kudos. I mean, uh, so there's that. I think that's it's a brand association. I think if you go look back at when I started to pay more attention to record labels when I was you know twenty odd years ago. You know, the labels that I liked were labels like Deconstruction, Hard Hands, uh, Distinctive Breaks, because a lot of the artists that I listened to were signed to those labels. And I wanted to be assigned to those labels because I wanted to, you know, to me, that was an accolade and a recognition of being of a similar level mm. kind of thing. So, but now in terms of would I want to be signed to a major? It depends on the deal. Okay, well, again, let, let's discuss some of the... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I think, on the whole, unless the deal's really bad, I would like to be signed to a major, because... Well, that's where you get your uh, that's where you get your lawyer to look over the 100-and-odd-page yeah. contract. Uh, right, first off, one of the benefits I had is cold, hard cash money. They'll have the money, and as we know, recording and recording larger project album and such, they, you know, it can be... An expensive thing, and and guess what? They can pay for all of that. Uh, with larger labels, you'd probably get an advance. You'd get some money to to live on for a period of uh, perhaps years. Which means, guess what, Greg? You could, really? you know, even you might be able, these days. Even these days, you know, you'd be able to quit your job and just concentrate one hundred percent on your music. How how brilliant would that be? Um, the one I think, thing about, yeah, I mean, would you say, sorry to interject, uh, would you say that that freedom to focus, is that an additional? I'd, I'd be, or is that it'd just be nice. part of the, the cash kind of aspect? Well, you know, the, 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 I would imagine 99% of the people who will watch or listen to this particular episode have a, what, what I would refer to as a normal nine yeah. to five job and if i said to the majority of them in fact i'll say this to you now would you like to quit your would you like enough money so you'd be able to quit your job and concentrate 100 percent on music and i would imagine just given that simple proviso yeah i would imagine a lot of people would hmm. take me up on that plus as well um maybe not so much if you're a single individual artists so somebody like a, an Ed Sheeran or maybe a, you know a one person EDM act if you think about um if you're in a band maybe there's you know four or five members in the, in the band in order for you to concentrate on your music full time sorry I'm just being har harangued by a cat you're going to you're going to need a lot 
of cash. So it's possible, you know, if you're just a, a one person outfit that you might be able to, you know, survive in a, you know, in a moderate way, just from your, from, you know, the income that you can make from your music. If there's four or five people in your band, that's going to be hard to do simply because the money is split more ways. I mean, foolishly, there's six people in my band. So the chances of us being able to uh, have six full-time incomes just on music alone, that's, it's going to be quite hard to pull off. Why I ever <laughs> put six people in my band, I don't know. We should go back to being a three-piece. Yeah, the, 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 rest, the rest of the band are going to listen to this. Hang so. on, aren't you at times, though, like even more than that with your brass section and your fiddle oh, player? Oh, those, those, pe- those people are session musicians, <laughs> Greg. Okay. You, you pay them once, you pay them <clears> off. <throat> right, so yeah, money. They've got money. You don't have money. Yeah. This could be a marriage made in heaven. Uh, second thing that was on my list is there's less stuff for you to do. Th- there's a lot of logistics coordinating mm. any release, whether it's a single <clears throat> release or an album release, and they can do all that for you. I mean, releasing a, the amount of stuff that I have personally, and in terms of the number of albums that I've released over the past 13, 14 years, it's, you know, it is about 11, 12 albums i've had um, in addition dvd releases as well it's a lot of work Hmm. you know again if somebody dangled the opportunity to you know to let another um, entity do all that the freedom that it would give me the the time it would give me to do other things more creative things it's very tempting sheldon yes can i ask you a question carry on right would you really relinquish some of that control. Well, but let's, I tell you what, let's list the pros, potentially list the cons, and then, then we'll have a, we'll have a con flab. Okay. Then we'll have a, uh, you know, an honesty section. Well, you know, we'll think. Okay. Third thing that I've got on my individual list is marketing expertise. Now, obviously, um, people who listen uh, or watch our individual episodes, I hope are building upon their marketing um, with each and every episode. But it may well be that if you sign to a larger label, they'll have a marketing department who you would hope would be, you know, well-versed in all the, uh, you know, the latest trends and what have you. For smaller labels, what smaller labels tend to be is they tend to be genre-specific. Yeah. So it's and as you were saying before, there tends to be potentially fans of individual labels. You know, you will gravitate towards one particular label because they release the sort of music that you like. So by releasing through a smaller label, you might already have an inbuilt audience for your music. So you don't necessarily have to work at trying to create it. That audience might already be there. So, you know, so, so you're doing some sort of, you know, electro pop project. I don't know how, whether that's how you describe it, but if you signed to a label, say, that is an electro sort of pop sort of label, that label will already have potentially, you know, thousands of followers on their social media yeah. channels. They might already, you know, there's your potential audience right away. You know, you could, um, you could release uh, an album and, and have an instant hit just from those people. Mm. That cat's hilarious at the moment. It is. It's, it's, tail it is just kind of moving from it's left dis- to right. It's distracting me <laughs> somewhat, but it's all. Oh, his tail's just knocked off uh, my notes. He's he's gone away now. He's gone oh, away. Bless him. Um, next one on my list, right? 
if you want to be big, and I mean really big, that will probably only happen with a label. So, you know, if you want to be, you know, as big as Rihanna, if you want to be famous in multiple territories to use the appropriate label lingo, it's only really going to be the marketing spend of a larger label that's going to help you achieve that. And these, these figures are a few years old now, but they reckon that to break a new um, music act, probably a pop act in, yeah. in all this, but to, to break it in multiple territories across the world, you're talking between half a million and $2 million. That's how much money it costs major labels to bring really? a new act to market. Blame me now, that's a lot. So again, you know, if you want to be Beyonce, as big as Beyonce, and you know, a lot of I know a lot of people might have a goal like that in their sights, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you have to work on the basis that if if you want to reach mega stardom levels, that's probably not going to happen in a DIY capacity. You're going to maybe have to deviate towards the label side of things and potentially the major label side of things. Mm. What about the bigger tours? Um, well, do, la- do labels get involved in that, or is that? Well, tour- touring is really only um, an opportunity to capitalise upon the size of your existing audience. So again, in order, you know, in order to start playing stadia or just large venues, you know, of let's say at least two and a half thousand, five thousand, ten thousand size, you know, you, you're going to have to have an incredibly large audience. And again, the, the, the marketing power for, for that to happen is only going to be through a, a big spend. And that, that's going to come from a major label. Yeah. So, you know, for me, those are the potential benefits. Shall we have a look at some... Oh, God, any, anything to add there, Greg? Um, I think maybe... If you, well, I guess, do you think there's the likelihood of being able to uh, mingle with other high-profile artists if you're who are on the same label? Um, what would the Star I, I, Christmas yeah. do be like? Well, hopefully, assuming they have one this year and it's not all over Zoom. Um, yeah, you could. Um, it's sort of what's that? It's something to do with vertical, um, rather than going sort of. You know, you go. Oh no, it's horizontal. You go sort of up. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting my up and me downs. Yeah, yes, yeah, okay. if you're on, if you're on the podcast, you've you've absolutely no idea what I'm talking <laughs> about. But yeah, if, if you if you reach a certain level where you can go hobnobbing and mingling with uh, maybe say the upper echelons of uh, of celebrity and musicians, that could you know in turn open doors for you. So in other words, if you wanted to duet with uh, Ed Sheeran. If you're just a DIY artist on a uh, release, self-releasing stuff, he's, he's not going to be knocking on your door anytime soon. However, you know, if you're signed to a moderately large label, then uh, it may well be that the, the label does the knocking on other people's yeah. doors. They've got you, a so, bit yeah. more sway than possibly you have on yes, your own. You could, you know, they could get you to a a certain level that could, yeah, like you say, open open doors for you in terms of your career that wouldn't have been possible otherwise. So maybe the act, maybe the acting career, Greg, that you've always dreamed of, that's going to be possible if you sign to a major and they get you moderately famous in the tabloids. 
Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? You know, all these are musical artists that suddenly develop acting careers. Or actors uh, like Idris Elba who suddenly try and develop music careers. Really? Is it any good? No. It was the same when I found out that David Duchovny was in a band. And it's just like, no. And he's been given airplay because of his brand association. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, if you want to be in a band, that's great. Everyone's entitled to a hobby, but don't elevate it to a level of a professionalism. But you'd probably go to one of, you know, at the time you'd probably go to one of his gigs on, on you know, and the hope that Gillian Anderson would be there. I know you No, would, no, Greg. this has all been done afterwards. This wasn't done whilst he was in, as Mulder. It's just, yeah, it's just like, oh, this is just no mate. And this is it, because he was who he was, he probably got signed as well. Yeah, more than likely. More than likely. Right, so we've talked Tons. about some upsides. Let's talk about some downsides. And then the biggest so- one... Hang on, before you jump in with your biggest one. Yeah. You know that money you were talking about that you get given at the beginning? The advance, yes. The advance, right? Yeah. Isn't it a loan? It's not necessarily a loan, but it is a prepayment on royalties that will come in. So in other words, they won't ask for it back. However, if you get a hundred thousand pounds advance, that is an advance on the first a hundred thousand pounds that you make. So you have to make a hundred thousand pounds for the record label before you will ever see a penny of it ever again. Is that a hundred thousand pound at your at your percentage? So would you uh, would that be paying a hundred thousand pound back out of say, for example, your fifteen percent, which I believe is actually quite generous for an artist. Yeah, it could be 15%, 20%. So yeah, you have to work on the basis that... So um, that, that's net, not gross. Yeah, my, my maths is terrible, but yeah, but you are going to have to earn significantly more, say another 80% of that... Hon- yeah. You'd have to earn five times that to pay back your advance if you're going to go on the basis of 20%. Yep. So you'd have to sell £500,000 worth of stuff just to break even and actually be earning. Well, that actually was point number three on my list, but Sorry. let's go with it anyway. Labels will take most of the profits. They have taken most of the risk, though. They do. They do. You know, and, and, and again, it, I, I think it's something like less than one in ten artists um, ever make a profit for a um <laughs> for, a for major point, labels oh yeah they, they, they've no idea what they're doing they'll, they'll just sign anybody and they'll just throw loads of money at it and it's like oh that one didn't work Let, let's let's get another one but it's the likes of your ed sheeran's your rihanna's your uh oh, we've... Know, let's let's say cardi b's and it, it's all those people who make mega millions they basically subsidize all the ones that don't yeah but you know and, and again you know, th- there's always that there's a continued talk about how streaming doesn't make a lot for for musicians but that is because 80 you know, of the money that artists make goes straight to the record labels and they they just get a between 15 and 20 percent of of any sort of streaming money so but streaming then, money is small and then an artist percentage of that is even smaller well yeah and also but the thing is i don't like the i, I don't like it when the media 
blame Spotify. And it's like, well, the rate that the artist play, is paid is determined by the agreement that they've made with the artist. Or, sorry, with the label. So, you know, that artist needs to renegotiate a better deal with their label to receive a better dividend from Spotify mm. that they receive from the label. So, yeah, so um, labels will take most of the money if they've given you an advance. It may well be that for your particular recorded music project, you might not ever see see any of it. And, you know, I know some, uh, some acts that have... Um, released uh it's coming up for i think the 20th anniversary of, of a particular release and i don't think they've ever ever recouped the money for their advance so um and this is the next uh, thing um the the labels if they've paid for something to be recorded it's it's theirs those master recordings are theirs and this particular act as i say i've never seen any money further than their advance and their seminal album, which is like 20 years old, is owned by <coughs> someone else. They don't even own it. So which band is this? Oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to talk um, on, on, you know, on, I'm not going to talk specifics, but, you All know. Right, do, tell me afterwards. I will do. I will okay. Do. So yeah, uh, so the if somebody's, if a, a label has paid for a piece of music to be recorded, the mechanical copyright is theirs to do with but as if, they please. But it is like if you're a graphics designer and you are employed by a graphics design house, the designs you create are the owned by the company you work for. Oh, very Because much, very ultimately much so. you are working and you know that's ultimately what you are as, a, as an artist. If you're signed to a label, you're basically <coughs> excuse me, a member of their staff. But uh, and and the thing that you've got to remember is as well is that especially with, with larger concerns, um, your music might not actually be a priority it, over the years. Um, again, in terms of larger labels, certain acts get signed by certain individuals within companies. That individual leaves that organisation, and there's nobody left to champion yeah. a particular act or a particular artist. And it could well be that, oh, we'll put it out, but we won't really give it you know, a large promotional push. And there are you know, many, many stories of acts recording their, uh, their debut albums to a label. And the label have gone, uh, you know what? Uh, I think times have changed and the, the music scene's moved on. We're not even going to release this. And depending upon the <coughs> clauses and terms within your contracts, you might not even be able to re-record that music with someone else. So can you imagine, Greg, the, the heartbreak to record your, your first album with all your best songs on for it not to be released and you, you are unable to release those songs either yourself or through, through anyone else? Uh, yeah, that would be... Um... That would be pretty terrible. I mean, I'm going to. I'm going to tell. I'm just going to say. I'm going to tell you after we record this particular episode. Um, one particular band that recorded at uh, at Par Street that, that happened to. Right. Okay. Uh, I, I get it. What well, you know. Yeah. What, what the, it's. Um, I think it is. I mean, I do. Bands and artists need to be more savvy to what they're agreeing to. I think when someone comes along and offers, starts offering you money, 
it's a bit like you'll just kind of go, yep, I'll agree to anything. It's Without- a bit like throwing a hot dog to a dog. That, that dog's going to be very excited. It's going to be jumping up and down. And they don't necessarily think about all the implications, especially, you know, especially we've, we've both worked with uh, younger musicians who, who just see signing to a label as a big, shiny object that they feel um, incredibly drawn to. And it may well be that that's something that they've, they, that's all they've ever wanted, you know, yeah. to have their music released. And they don't necessarily think about all the, the necessary implications, which is sort of what we're, what we're doing now. But yeah, those, those, are, it, those are the risks. It's a bit like, you know, people are kind of going, I want to go to the pub, give me whatever it is so I can go to the pub. And it's just like, okay, do you not want to kind of read the fine print first? Nope. I nope. want to go to the pub. Yes. Do you, want, do you want to read this contract? Nope. nope. Contracts are boring. Just I just want to make music. Me. I want to go to the pub. <laughs> okay. And the, the last one that I've got, and again, we've, we've already sort of touched upon this, is will this label be any good at their job? We've already said that nine out of ten acts don't ever recoup for the, the, the labels that they're signed to. So you can argue that maybe record labels don't actually know that much about either music or even despite their size, they don't know really how to market it. Well, I mean, a lot of major labels still do old world tactics of just spending a lot of money, which is essentially your money if you're an artist, yeah. just just throwing and just spending as much money as possible trying to reach uh, as many people as possible without using maybe you know 21st century targeted um, sort of advertising. So you can argue that maybe a lot of labels, certainly the larger labels, are still very much stuck in the past. You can maybe sort of say that perhaps maybe smaller labels and those sort of micro labels that we were talking about at the beginning of the show, are they really going to be any better at marketing your music than yourself? Because like, you know, if, if, a, uh, if a one person record label approached me and said, would you know, Sheldon, can I release your music? I'm probably going to say, no, because I don't think you can do a better job than, than what I can. I guess, yeah, you've got to look at it as what you're giving up is the reward going to be more so than the cost. Yeah, you know, and I, I think I, I, know, I know my fan base well simply because I've been marketing and engaging with them for such a long period of time. I know, you know, a good deal um, about various sort of music marketing strategies. And just because somebody says, oh, I can release some music for you that doesn't necessarily mean they can actually market it to any you know significant degree they, they might do an absolute they might release it yeah but they might do an absolutely terrible job yes but think about what you said earlier in the pros you don't have to do everything yourself i know but i don't i i maybe i'm a control freak but <laughs> i'm not ready to relinquish my babies if you want to refer to them as that Oh, spoken and, like a true artist. Oh, yeah, you know, and again, you know, the, 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 it could be the sort of uh, childminder who literally just gives them a, a packet of crisps and a, and a can of Tizer and sits in front of uh, an iPad all day. That's, <laughs> that's no way to look after my children. At the same time, though, they could be amazing. They could be like Mary Poppins and do a fantastic job. They could be. And I suppose one way to try and decipher that is maybe to have a look at 
how that particular label handles their marketing and their releases. And it may well be that you could potentially chat to other artists on their roster and say, do you, do you think this particular uh, you know, label has done, uh, has done well for you? So that, that might be one avenue of inquiry that you could, uh, mm. that you could potentially go down. So we, we've had some pros, we've had some cons. Um, I, I know, are you hoping to release some music this year, Greg? Are you finally going to, Pluck up the courage with your current musical project. Uh, it's it's going. Um, we yeah. One of the tracks has been mastered. I'm just doing on the finalisation of uh, one one of the other parts that will go out to be mastered probably tomorrow actually oh, uh, and stuff. So I've been just finalising stuff. You know what it's like. Forever tweaking. Oh, there's nothing like a deadline in in order yeah, to so force you to get something out. So, you know, based upon that, I mean, what do you think? You know, would there ever be any possible I mean, situation where you would sign to a label? Yes. <laughs> well, there, there we go. There we go. Go on. And what, what would your reason be? Would you, would, you sign, would, you, would you sign to anybody, whatever their size? Go on. I mean, depending on... Uh, I wouldn't just sign blindly... I would, um, I would certainly, I mean, fortunately, the other person in the band is a solicitor, so that kind of does help. Uh, but I think, in all honesty, this is, it wouldn't be a, a career choice because I'm already doing it. So the idea of I need to give up my job to earn money kind of thing. Um, I think the exposure is more important than the, um, at this stage, than the revenue that'll be earned. I think oh, you just say that of, now, but what would happen if um, something got released <clears throat> and it went on to be a, a multi-mega success and it earns the label millions and you barely see any of it? Um, but because this is where it gets slightly bit more... I would then I would assign I would agree a licensing deal because we've already footed the bill of actually manufacturing the material. That was my uh, that was my final point. I mean, I'm very much of the opinion that that for the the amount of time that because like like I said, the majority of people who listen to this will probably got a you know a, a full time job, mm. and music is their side hustle. It, you know, it's what they do because uh, you know it, it makes them feel good. You know, it's it's self expression that sort of thing. And we don't really have as much time to devote on it as as possible. But I I, I think I think if you can finance the recording of your own music. And if you ever got approached by somebody, the best thing to do would be to try and license it, license it to them. So you own all the copyrights and you could maybe sort of leverage their expertise in terms of marketing and, and distribution. Distribution and, and take off some of the, the, the weight yeah. of all the work that you have to do in terms of the, the logistics. I think that's the best of, of, of both worlds. You, you know, you retain full artistic control and you know you get someone else to literally do all the, the heavy lifting in terms of the paperwork the logistics even and just doing things like a video shoot uh like a, a narrative based video you know i've been looking at it even like the simple videos uh i mean there's i watched a video recently and of the i no, the norwegian artist uh sigrid 
I don't know if you know her. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But there was a video where she couldn't actually make the video shoot, so the director had to be in the video. And they kind of showed behind the scenes of this video. And there's this one part where the guy's just walking, basically, on a hill of a saw. And you're kind of going, and there's literally him, and then there's four other people behind the scenes. So you've got someone holding the camera, you've got the director, you've got all these other people, and you're like, what are they doing? But you're kind of going, well, they must be there for a reason. So to have you know, someone to take care of all that, when you start to realize the logistics, even like other videos where they're quite straightforward, like one of the, some of the Porter Robinson videos, you've got about 20 people kind of doing roles. And it's like, and I've started working on a narrative for, and suddenly trying to direct it, be in the video, <laughs> and all these things which isn't really my i have got very little experience in doing narrative based videos you're kind of going i've really taken on a lot here and and you know like the artist you want it to be the best it possibly can be but at the same time it's knowing where you kind of go right okay that's uh, i can't do more than that that's the limitation and then bringing someone else in so like you're editing your your color grading and stuff like that We'll probably outsource to someone on Fiverr to begin with. But to have someone to come in just to take care of all that, yeah, it'd be amazing. Oh, it would, wouldn't it? I'm, I'm saying that as somebody who is probably trying to go to shoot a music video on their phone in, in, the, in the downtime whilst we have our lunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, this, this coming Saturday. So, yes. Oh, all right. All, ha all hands on deck, all hands on deck. So there we go, pros, pros and cons. But yeah, I would, I would do it. Just because, um, I mean... At the Sell moment, out. No, it's just because, I mean, the stuff I'm doing at the moment is... You get a lot of people who are like, oh, the artistic integrity. And I used to be like that. <laughs> now I'm just like, I want music to be heard by the largest audience possible. So I'm already making compromises anyway to make it radio-friendly. So that, my babies, don't get me wrong, I'm still proud of it. But when I did um, a thing recently and I was chatting to Christian Burns, who's, you know, a reasonably well-known artist, and he said, you know, listen to the track and gave some feedback on it and went, you know, I, I would suggest you do this, you do this and you do this. And I've gone, okay, fine. You know, and I've gone back in and I've made some changes and I've stuff and I've been quite ruthless. Uh, and, and I'm glad I have because I think the track is all the better for it. So, okay. unless so, you yeah. didn't, didn't come to me, but uh, that's. No, 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 no. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. When I finished it, which will be later, you'll probably hear it at the weekend. Well, no, you might not hear it at the weekend. You'll be too busy. But no, you will hear it. Let's not get into domestics before we finish the show. <laughs> Listen, um, thank you very much for, for watching or listening to this particular episode. Please uh, tell all your um, DIY musician, independent artist friends uh, about us. Smash the subscribe button, um, whatever you do on your podcast app of choice. Right uh, in the comments beneath, have you got oh, any yes. experience of labels? You know, have you had great deals? Have you had bad deals and if you uh, if you've got a particular topic that you'd like us to natter about and investigate and give our particular views um again stick something in the comments send us a dm and until then we will see you next time you take care now
All right. See you soon. Bye-bye.